Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Please give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten FM. It is Thursday, May 20th, 2021, and not a ton of news inside the Big Ten yesterday, but there was still some interesting stuff going on around college football as well that we'll talk about, but there was a few things going on inside the conference that I'll fill you in on. Uh, yesterday, Nebraska running back Ronald Tompkins Jr. entered the transfer portal. And uh, this is uh, for Tompkins Jr. This is a story about um, unfortunate incidents. Uh, during his high school career, Tompkins was looked at as one of the better prospects across the country. Uh, the running back, unfortunately, his two final seasons of high school had knee injuries, which required surgeries. Uh, the first year on campus in 2019, another surgery, in essence, to clean up and uh, kind of, you know, get those knees as, as healthy as possible. Unfortunately for Tompkins, he wasn't able to see the field in 2020. And the way I see it is, is that this is a guy that just has had unfortunate injury luck. It happens. And, you know, sometimes you look at a player and you say, wow, this guy's right. Uh, he's going to be, you know, an impact type of guy when he gets to the next level. And then the injuries hit. And specifically knee injuries. Uh, knee injuries or head injuries. Uh, those are kind of career killers. And for Tompkins, three knee surgeries before you're 21 years old, uh, and it's significant knee surgeries, you know, that's, that's not good. And, uh, you know, I'm actually surprised that uh, he's entering the portal as opposed to, you know, kind of retiring from the game altogether. We'll keep an eye out for where he ends up. Uh, he will have four years due to the red shirt he could potentially even have five years if uh, if they do it right because he probably could petition the NCAA uh, for a medical red shirt in his first season due to cleaning up and obviously last year is a free year as well so you know technically he could play for five more years we'll see if that actually happens we'll see if that uh, you know Tompkins actually ends up getting on the field uh, but uh, either way, it's an unfortunate loss for Nebraska uh, because, like I said, Tompkins coming out of high school, he's a you know top 600 recruit, a, a guy that helps a, a good deal of programs, and he just never could get healthy, and really hasn't been healthy over the last four years. And you know, you, you wish him luck, and you want to see the best for him. It's just a, an unfortunate situation. Uh, for the running back, and uh, you know, hopefully he finds a school that can use him to his best abilities, and on top of that, stay healthy. That's what we wish for, uh, for, for Ronald Tompkins Jr., for him to be healthy. It, it, it's difficult. You know, football's a, you know, the most physically demanding sport out there. Uh, on top of that, injuries are part of the game, and it's just unfortunate to see a guy like him who's got so much promise, who shows a, a ton of potential and have his career potentially derailed by injuries and really not even get a chance to show how good of a player he is. So 
hopefully Ronald Tompkins Jr. finds a new home that is suitable for him and he stays injury free and is able to finally get back on the field and, and show the kind of talent that he actually has. Northwestern got a transfer yesterday as well as former Presbyterian cornerback Trent Carrington committed to the program. He's going to have two years left. And you're probably thinking, oh, well, a Presbyterian cornerback, probably not very good. Well, Carrington's actually a pretty solid player. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at uh, you know what Northwestern is going to do, uh, on defense, I think there's a big question mark right there. Uh, you know, Mike Hankwitz, uh, longtime assistant for Pat Fitzgerald, has retired. He's moving on. And uh, that's the big question mark is is how the Northwestern defense is going to make a change. Over the last few years, they've been one of the better defenses, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country. Uh, they, they really give teams fits. And you kind of have to think, you know, what is going to happen here? What will they do? You know, and I think that getting a guy like Carrington is only going to help. I mean, you know, you, there's some losses along that Northwestern defense that are significant, that are significant. Uh, you, you know, uh, Newsom went in the first round. Um, you know, you're losing uh, Patty Fisher as well. Um, there's so much talent. So much talent that that Northwestern has lost, and you know this year I think is really going to be a testament to how good the program actually is. Because if they continue to do what they've done two of the past three years and, and be the representatives of the West in the Big Ten championship game, then that just tells me that Pat Fitzgerald has this team rolling. If it's like it was in 2019 where they struggled significantly. I think that tells you that, you know, uh, that they're a solid program, but not on that cusp of elite. Because I think they're close. They're right there. And coordinator turnover, player turnover, and adjusting to that is what makes college football programs elite. Go look at Nick Saban and Alabama. Once again, they're viewed as one of the best teams in the country. Now, granted, they recruit better than anybody else in the country as well, but just because you recruit better than anybody else doesn't mean that you're going to be better than anybody else. Look at Georgia. Georgia continues to recruit at a high level, Yet they struggle. They haven't won a championship in a good amount of time. I can't. I don't even know when the last uh, Bulldog championship was. But they, you know, they don't have a lot to show for their recruiting prowess. They have a lot of NFL draft picks, but you know, I mean, how many SEC titles do they have? Like one. In the last 10 years, you know, national championships, none. Just because you recruit well doesn't mean that you're going to put a good product out in the field. There's other factors to it as well. And that's where I think that Northwestern, this is a massive season for them. Because if they're able to continue this upward trajectory that they've showed, then I think that they're going to be a team that 
can get to that next level because they're going to start getting higher level recruits. And yes, I understand you know, Northwestern has a built-in disadvantage and that's the academic portion of it. They have to find fits, not only on the field, but off the field. Because being a student athlete at a place like Northwestern is probably more demanding academically than any other school in the Big Ten and many other schools in the country. I think that there's a couple schools that you could uh, kind of put that level on, uh, you know, a Stanford, a Notre Dame, you know, Michigan's in there as well, but uh, I don't quite think that they're at that level. I mean, we're talking about the upper, upper echelon of, you know, D1 football along with academics. And Michigan's just a step behind them, I think. I think those those three schools that I named are the top three schools in the country at doing that. And it's difficult. You know, Stanford was good and for a little while. And, and you know, David Shaw, Jim Harbaugh, uh, they were the catalysts of that. But now Stanford's kind of, you know, fallen back. And, and when you look at Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, two out of the last three years, college football playoffs. It's, it's achievable to, to have that academic and athletic mix. I think Northwestern's getting there. But this season's going to be huge for them. Will they be able to get over that hump? Because they're seeing coordinator turnover. They're seeing player turnover. First time ever they've had players leave early to the NFL. First time ever. Ever. And that's a testament to Pat Fitzgerald as well. And the way that he progresses his players, he develops them. That's a testament to him. Now the next step is, can you replace those players? This year's huge for the Wildcats. I really think so. It'll be interesting to see how they perform on the field. It's a big year. It's a big year. I think there's a lot riding on, you know, the the quarterback position, Ryan Holinsky, the transfers from South Carolina. I think it's got a lot of pressure on him. A lot of pressure. We'll see if he's able to pick up where Peyton Ramsey left off because their last transfer quarterback, that didn't play well was Hunter Johnson. We all remember that year was a struggle in 19 for Northwestern. Like that's the one thing that, you know, Pat Fitzgerald can look at and say, we need to do a better job of and that's recruiting their own quarterbacks because pretty much their last three starters have been products of somewhere else. Johnson was at Clemson, Indiana, with Ramsey, Holinsky, South Carolina. That's the next step in the evolution of Northwestern, is to be able to reload when they lose guys early to the NFL and to develop quarterbacks. So we'll see. This 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 uh, this fall is going to be interesting for the Wildcats. I think it's a it's a you know it'll be a very telling to see where the program actually is. It really is. One program that we all know is pretty set are the Buckeyes. And it seems like they are set with their athletic director as well. Because yesterday, Gene Smith, one of the better athletic directors 
not only in the Big Ten, but in the country, has been extended through 2026. So Gene Smith has made some very good hires. Uh, Obviously, Ryan Day was a great hire. I mean, you know, who would have thought that, you know, when, when Urban Meyer left that the Buckeyes would be just as good or potentially better? Not me. I thought there was going to be a drop-off. I thought that, you know, it's going to even the playing field a little bit inside the Big Ten. Well, it hasn't. And that's testament to Gene Smith. You know, Chris Holtman. You know, Thad Mata was a great coach, but he had kind of run his time there at Ohio State. And he went out, and, he went out and, and found Chris Holtman. And Chris Holtman is one of the better coaches inside the Big Ten. I, I, although, you know, they, they're a solid program and they compete you know, a number two seed in the NCAA tournament this past year when everyone picked them on the bottom half of the Big Ten. Pretty impressive. And Gene Smith gets rewarded with a four-year extension. I'll run him through 2026. Uh, One other note before I head out for the morning, and that has to do with the SEC. And uh, we talk about the SEC every once in a while. Obviously, we touched on, you know, Alabama a little bit ago. We talk a lot about Alabama because, you know, they're they're the top of the college football world. But as a whole, the SEC has been given, or the news came out, that the SEC gave each individual school $23 million due to the pandemic year to use as their discretion. $23 million. <laughs> Think about that again here. $23 million. Remember when all these schools were crying about how they were losing money through the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera? Well, the SEC was making money. Either that or they had a bank of it and a big-ass bank. You know, schools across the country started cutting sports because of the pandemic. You know, Non-revenue sports, which I thought was terrible. You know, Iowa cut multiple sports. Uh, actually, Stanford, who had said that they were going to cut multiple sports as well, including uh, a lot of Olympic sports that they do well at. They do very well at. They actually reverted course, and they won't be doing that. So that's good news for the Cardinal. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see if the Big Ten follows suit, if Kevin Warren's got a little bit of money in the bank to spread out to the Big Ten schools to help throughout that pandemic year. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Because, you know, everybody's everybody looks up to the SEC, you know. And if the, the SEC can do it, I can't see why other conferences, you know, including the ACC, the Big 12, the Big Ten, the PAC, those other conferences should have a little bit of money in the bank as well to be able to give out to these schools so that they could potentially not lose some of those sports that they said that they were going to. Remember, you know, a school like Iowa took out a loan. Like $90 million, I believe it was. So, you know, we'll see how that works out, and we'll see if Kevin Warren does the same thing as the SEC does. But, man, you know. You know, for an athletic department to get a free $23 million, that'd be a a nice little uh, 
nice little boon there for any athletic department. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Thursday, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.